0: these are your legs have you ever seen anything so white one time when i looked into the sun what up
1: weirdos hello and welcome to kids get acquainted with the internet a girl meets world podcast i'm dan I'm Caitlin, And
2: I'm Keith.
0: And today we're discussing Girl Meets World Season 1, Episode
1: 15, entitled Girl Meets Brother. So as you can already tell, we are on Skype and it's going to sound awesome this week. And Um.
2: by awesome, Dan means awful.
1: Yay. Getting three people on Skype, (laughs) far (laughs) apart from each other, always goes perfectly. So the other thing you'll notice from our intro is that we didn't talk about a specific Boy Meets World episode. Do you want to explain why, guys?
2: We're just going to drop in as we see fit because we felt... It kind of references a few episodes, and not one strong enough that it kind of stood out, but just a few references here and there will probably be more effective for explaining it to you all.
0: More specifically, we're probably going to talk about Season 1, Episode 16 of Boy Meets World, Risky Business, and Season 1, Episode 2 of Boy Meets World, On the Fence.
2: And whatever we think of halfway through the podcast. Yeah. It's
1: a... It's a roller coaster. <laughs> so I guess before we get like into our grading of Girl Meets Brother and all that stuff, I just wanted to point out, no Lucas this week or next week. Uh, no Classroom this week. I'm assuming no Classroom next week. What do you guys think about that? No Classroom, I think, really helped this week.
0: Yeah. yeah, it shows you know, like their life outside of the Classroom, obviously, and it gives them a lot more depth, I think, to who they are.
2: It definitely broke up the formulaic feeling that it started to take on.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just like a... This is the lesson, which I'm going to tell you about now, and you're going to have to learn
1: anyways all throughout the episode.
2: Except, actually, they did do that, but in a small pocket that I think was very telling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and I also think that this is, like, if you... I mean, I remember I complained when we were talking about our Boy Meets World issues, that, like, oh, they'd have, like, a big Topanga thing happen, and then he wouldn't be in class in the next three episodes. Yeah. So, like, they sort of are doing that with Lucas here, where they had the big thing last week, and now they're not dealing with him for a couple of weeks but the difference is that it makes sense because we're not at school we're in these like you know contained environments and that actually makes a lot more sense right. mm-hmm. especially if he like goes back to
2: texas for christmas or whatever next week yeah i mean i think we're left to assume that it must be a weekend because we're not at school and that actually amazingly, or Friday. amazingly they actually explained why lucas wasn't there no yeah, no it's good <laughs>
1: All right, so I think we can get into Girl Meets Brother. What did you guys think of this week's episode?
2: I had a lot of fun with this
1: episode.
0: I really enjoyed that they weren't in the classroom because we got a lot of different elements and people interacting with each other that we didn't see interact with before. Cory and Topanga got out. So I wanna, I'm want to. i going to give it an A. Nice. Favorite episode, you think? Um, one of them. Yeah. I think Girl Meets Father is probably still my favorite episode. Nice.
2: I think for me... Girl Meets Father is still number one. This definitely is either number two or number three. Mm-hmm. It was pretty solid. It felt complete. The pacing was overall good. I'm going to give an A minus. Uh, that being said, in the context, I feel like it was a good example of what an average episode should feel like. I agree. To keep going in this direction, that's going to be really promising because it, it, it felt like all the things were in it that I wanted to have in one episode and there wasn't too much extra fluff that pulled it to the side.
1: For me, I'm actually I'm pretty surprised at how how high you guys are grading. I I really liked the episode, but uh, I was probably I was gonna go around B plus, maybe go to A minus. For me, the comedy I would probably put around an A overall, but uh, some of the Corey Topanga scenes when they're were alone were a little bit iffy for me. And uh, I was sort of like they were beginning to build drama with the Augie and sort of Maya Riley situation, and then I get, it kind of gets deflated really quickly. So I thought it was like a really fun episode and really funny, definitely. But I do wish it could have gone a little bit more dramatic because it, it had the elements there to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But but definitely a very solid episode. One of my favorites. Totally agree that and if an average episode was like this, I'd be really, really happy. You're okay. All right. So scene one. Scene
2: one. Scene one. We usually do that for Steam too. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> so we start in the subway. Uh they're really using that, the subway set a lot more recently. Uh we have them coming out as cheerleaders. How did you f-
2: we, we still have a Feeney poster in the background, I don't know if you saw it.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I like, almost expected them to reference it again that they get done.
2: Yeah, I think it was might have been in a different spot though, but it was still there. Uh
1: so what do you think about this whole cheerleading thing? They come out having tried for cheerleading and
0: It was interesting because it didn't wasn't really relevant to the rest of the episode, yeah. but it, it also kind of helped reinforce the fact that they're not popular girls, though they do constantly seem secure with themselves in that way, What mm-hmm. with the stop it and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I was actually, I mean, we, we'd been seeing them in these outfits from, like, the very beginning of the promos for the very beginning of the show, and it actually ended up being like so much better than I was
2: expecting. Okay. I, I was afraid of what they were going to do. And I'm, I, I liked what they end up doing. I liked whole like, what are those, you know, my legs, you know, like, yeah, I've seen anything yeah. as white as that before, only when I look at the sun. You <laughs> know what I mean, I like that because that felt kind of a real moment between girls of that age.
1: I agree. I agree. Also I liked it because they explained why Maya was doing it. Because whenever like whenever I saw these scenes before, I was like, why is Maya doing it? It Doesn't seem like Maya would be into this at all. Would even want to try out. And the fact that she was just doing it for Riley made a lot of yeah. sense.
2: Right, because I think like Maya is going into that knowing there's nowhere in hell that Riley's going to get in. Just kind of along for the ride, and it's like it's almost like a tradition, like a <laughs> every year. Yeah. It's an annual tradition where like they go and watch how disappointed Riley gets. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and you want to talk about? I think you said they stole them, the, the outfits. Oh
0: yeah, they stole the cheerleading outfits, which I thought was really funny. That was yeah. like, I don't know, Riley's last hurrah. <laughs> and I liked that Maya walked into the next scene in the living room with leggings on because she needed
1: to cover the legs to
0: cover up yeah, her
2: legs. That was actually good. I didn't I didn't pick that out because I was like baking a pie and I was back and <laughs> forth. But like, uh, it, it's nice that they dropped that in without having to like hit me over the head with it. Yeah. Where, like, they had, she said something, and then they actually did it. And it was Mm. just part of it. They just, they kept going, so that's nice. So,
1: I was wondering, you guys missed last week, so we didn't really get to talk about the whole princess thing last week. And so there's that, and then there's the, her wanting to be a cheerleader. How do you feel about how girly girl Riley is? Do you have an issue with it, or do you not mind?
2: I think it's in, like, the kind of believable way that it's, like, just awkward enough, because it's at a stage where she should be growing out of it. Mm Mm-hmm and they're showing that she's kind of not yeah. which makes her like seem more like awkward and like that's the kind of feeling we want to get so i don't have any problem with it
0: her riding on a horse in a princess hat is believable
2: no <laughs> so, i'm saying her, de- her desire to do that yeah, her desire to to be like no
0: like, i understand riley i still want to be a princess too
1: yeah i i, it's I, I a guess
0: feminist kind of way.
1: yeah i i just but i don't understand. know that they're yeah. balancing it out as much as i would have wanted I, I mean i guess you kind of are balancing it out with maya um but but in riley's character she's like almost just a girly i mean like an like a cute awkward girly girl but like i wish we were getting more of the intelligence
2: yeah no i can see that but i think that honestly i think that they've kind of dropped that i I wish they
1: wouldn't though because that's like one of the
0: core things that felt very topanga to me
2: yeah but it comes to a certain point where they have to just let the characters be the characters they have to let go and let the show be its own thing and they, they need to do that for them to be able to fill the roles I guess.
0: Also Rowan Blanchard does great with just the awkward comedy. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: And I feel like the intelligent aspect doesn't lend itself as much to right, that. Right. And they want to use the actor's strong
1: points as well.
2: Yeah. If they have to make her more choreesque, they just have to do it because it's working
1: yeah i mean i love things like when she's with the pom-poms and she's like it's time to be treated like the woman i am and she's like all the little skit things she does as a cheerleader i mean in this episode ending uh the softball thing in girl mates world of terror i think that all works really well so i can get yeah. over it yeah, yeah.
0: reject it reject or
2: what was that? <laughs> it was yeah something about it. i can't even respect
1: it for. it won't even respect it yeah that's the next scene, yeah. I enjoyed that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, getting into the living room, and Augie is picking his babysitter.
0: Well, wait a minute, we didn't talk about them breaking the curfew. Or st-
1: Sorry.
2: Riley feels that she might want to stay out a little later than usual. To Maya's goading, they decide to go to their hip new alt-fashion store <laughs> and pick out trendy t-shirts.
1: Demolition. From
2: which they come back to the Matthews residence seven minutes past curfew.
1: At the Matthews residence, Augie gets to pick his own babysitter. Yep, so great parenting continues.
2: Uh, so well, I... I mean, I think that's legitimate. If you can ask the kid, like...
1: Who do you feel comfortable
0: around? My parents never let me be around someone if I didn't feel comfortable around them.
1: I guess. At some point, I guess felt like they were, like, asking him for permission to go on their anniversary date. And, like, like he had the power and they didn't. It yeah. just, that bothered be, me. I'll no, be, I get yeah, that, yeah. He's definitely
2: being portrayed a little bit too empowered as far as the family circle from, like, a lot of instances. This was probably actually not one of the worst of them, though.
1: Um, I did enjoy the smelly-shelly and Stephanopoly monopoly little joke there. These first few scenes uh, were some of, you know, just a lot of joke after joke, and I I enjoyed a lot of the...
2: Yeah, I like when it comes back when when he's mad at Riley and says I don't even have a ride. I'm too mad. Yeah,
1: no, that was good. So they Riley and Maya come in there and they don't even really care that he was late. She goes, No, this is a thing. Deal with your bad girl. And...
2: <laughs> right, because the coffee was at seven o'clock, anyways, it's so no, it's so that it's so Riley Corey. Yeah, they're rebels. Revolution. We're rebels by their clothes.
1: And I love the black T-shirt.
2: Yeah. Blech.
1: Very, wryly, very I Riley. I
0: bought a T-shirt that I don't think you entirely approve of.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I actually loved Topanga's delivery of Eggy afterwards. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and yeah, so it's very hot topic. Uh, does hot topics have pirate things? Cause that comes back later. Oh
2: <laughs> I'm sure they. I is mean... that like a national thing, or is that? Hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. That, people yeah. know about hot topic.
1: Yeah, people know hot topic. Yeah.
2: Do people care about Hot Topic?
0: Not anymore. Can I say
2: that word properly? No. Hot topic.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. That was more of like when I was in middle school. I think I haven't been
2: getting actually like a lot of Fallout for some like for like insensitivity. Is that the right story I'm thinking uh, of? No, I think mean,
0: you might be talking about. Like no, you're up. thinking of pretty Urban sure, Outfitters.
2: No, I'm pretty sure it's Hot Topic.
0: Hot Topic? I haven't heard anything I about sure Hot Topic. I think you're getting some
2: like. Like uh, like sort of lashing. Because out Urban
0: Outfitters on... is the one that has like the T-shirts, like "Stop eating," like anorexia looks good on you. Oh, and... oh yeah, I
1: remember that. We're talking way
2: too much about hot topic. Yeah, I,
0: didn't that. <laughs>
2: uh, I was gonna type in onto the search engine hot topic con- uh, controversy. The problem with that is <laughs> that's,
0: that's an actual phrase.
2: But yeah, so then, so out of the black
1: t-shirt, which was great, Riley's like, I'm out of control, she's like, really wants them to, to you know, be mad at her, and I, I really liked how Corey was like, Maya's not even a good at being a bad influence, and she's like, I need to step up my game and just start stealing things randomly.
0: This would look good in my room. <laughs> the pillow and three jackets.
1: <laughs> the pillow was so random, I liked it a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Corey's just like, "That's what I'm talking about."
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I I thought this was, I thought this scene was one of the best openings we've had ever, probably.
0: Yeah, it was really strong. I thought. Yeah. Love to see more of this quality going forward.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it was just very focused. You know, and I you understood where Riley was coming from. It felt very, you know, old Corey and uh, all the parents were interacting with them well, and Maya was good and Augie was good. It was just good. Very happy with it. Uh,
3: it was just good. just <laughs> good.
1: So then we... It wasn't to... great. It was just good.
3: It's
1: all right. <laughs> uh, so then we have this little, uh, like, court thing. That, so we cut to later in the living room, and she wants to have a later curfew. And how, what did you think of this? We'd seen this scene a while back, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is one, something they released, and they kind of, like, made this seem like it was going to be, like, an important scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was nothing wrong with the scene. It wasn't anything special. And having seen it, like... Where early on I just kinda It just happened You know yeah.
1: I did enjoy the God bless America After the <laughs> After your thing Could be 8 o'clock now um, Yeah So what is she 12 years old? Uh yeah She's currently 12 Yeah Yeah No I'm wrong I don't, I don't even know. remember What my curfew was At 12 years old Yeah that- I
2: mean honestly In New York City It probably should be 7 o'clock
1: Yeah You might be right About that I always forget That
0: they're in New York Because like We don't really see that
1: yeah, I mean, I don't even remember how much I was going out on a like a nightly basis at twelve like twelve years
2: old. I know I wasn't.
1: Yeah.
2: I went
0: to the library every day in the mall.
2: I think that. Caitlin... I just I
0: went to like really public places. Yeah, I think so, Caitlin's I experience
1: is more average than ours was though.
2: I would just come home.
1: Yeah.
2: After <laughs> middle school. Yeah. I would just come home.
1: Yeah, like, I had, like, whenever I, like, hung out with people during middle school, it was, like, a planned thing. I'd be like, oh, really? Yeah, I was not a cool middle schooler.
0: <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I would either go to the Boys and Girls Club, because that's the cool place, or the, the library, or the mall, or...
1: We I mean, movies. what
2: did we do in middle school? We did stuff, We right? did not,
1: we <laughs> really didn't, dude. <laughs> like, once in a while, we would, like, sometimes do things, but it was, like, a special occasion,
0: You guys are so cute. (laughs) I mean, we
3: did
2: stuff, right?
1: No. no. Oh, come
0: on, guys. You should have came to the library. Every Monday night was movie night there. We must have
1: done something. Like, one of the few things that I remember is, like, the end of eighth grade like Yumi, Brendan, and Harry like hung out at my house and played video games.
2: Is that like when that started?
1: Yeah, it was really the end of like 8th grade. It was really more like we hung out a ton in classes. It was yeah. actually, you know what the impetus was for us like actually hanging out more was was the 8th grade DC trip. Really? Yeah. Before okay. then we just like hung out in class. Yeah, huh. But so, I don't know. I was a sheltered youth.
2: Was <laughs> <laughs> punk rock band. <laughs> I, I, good, I like a that. Project. Probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, I think my parents would give me like special permission to stay out like later if I was at the library.
3: Special
2: if it, permission.
0: If it was like I I was like working on a project or with like people working or,
2: on a project. <laughs> hey,
0: a student, mind you. Yeah. Anyways, I've
2: been to the library. I know what goes on. <laughs> I
1: don't even remember doing group projects or, in middle school.
0: Really? That's like when you do group projects.
2: Oh, I remember doing group projects, but they were mostly in school, and they mostly were horrible disasters. Yeah,
1: exactly. I really wanted to say, speaking of horrible disasters, but this, this week's sp- okay. episode isn't that bad. So I can't oh. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Um But uh, I really enjoyed the number of uh, more mature references in this. Oh week's my episode. god, I
2: loved it! It's, it's a nice change because you gotta have stuff for a wider audience. And make it when the parents can watch it, and and even. Older kids, you know, you you have something that even if you don't know exactly what's happening, you can pick up that something is happening.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I loved uh, so the three weeks uh, and four days since the yeah. last date. The thing that's really funny about that for me is that the reason it would, became dirty was because of like the audience reaction.
2: <laughs> right, and well, I mean, also at the end, well, it's like, can you make me a brother?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was great, but like, yeah, because that three weeks, four days, it could could have just literally been like he's it's he's like wishing for a date again.
2: Yeah, but, I like, think the, the big thing about this episode is that they make. Or have like a small joke mm. and there's a return to it later in the episode that actually unifies it. Yeah. I'll explain what I mean more of that later, but I'm just in general, this episode did something that was wanted in other episodes, which was introduce something early that was seemed incomplete, and then'd be like, that's kind of funny, but what do they mean? And then it comes back and like, oh, okay. I actually feel good about this now.
0: Also, Corian and Topanga's facial expressions when they made the three weeks and four days since the last date joke also made it dirty.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. That was great. What did you guys think about Augie throughout this episode in
2: general?
0: Augie was better used than he usually was for yeah. me.
2: The beginning for me was like, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? But like, it kind of hit a stride. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of let go of like, This is mostly okay. He's being used well. They're not lingering on it as much as they definitely have been. And so it came out all right.
0: He yeah. was used as a normal child and not trying to make him, like, too much of a weird sitcom tool. Yeah.
1: And the thing that, like, I mean, we've said from the beginning, it's like, how do you add drama when, like, the kid is, like, the center of it? And it's they did actually be- find a way to put relatable drama in here of, like, your sister is moving past you, isn't paying attention to you anymore, she cares more about her friend's...
0: It was nice to show like they actually have a connection, mm-hmm. um, the way that he wanted Riley to be his uh, babysitter. Yeah,
2: and that kind of ties into the episode where Corey was upset about Eric taking the girl to the baseball game instead mm-hmm. of him. So they're bringing some stuff back, you know.
1: Yeah, that's actually the pilot.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's the pilot of Boy Meets World. Yeah. So that that was a nice. Little, yeah, and it's interesting because that like is kind of a callback, but like very, very subtly.
2: Yeah, I think this episode, more than others, instead of trying to take one episode and parallel it, they're taking a lot of pieces that seem pretty intentional from a lot of episodes and putting them together and making this little soup.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: What did you think of the specific Augie things, like the Augie idea idea, and then all hail me, Augie the king? Uh, He goes like, because like, Corey picks him up and is like, August Matthews, king of apartment 26, great ideas, because he wants Riley to be his babysitter. It seemed
0: like a normal thing a dad would do is pick up his son and everything and be all excited and say silly things like that.
2: Didn't hate it. I what I did like was the part when he's like, catch me and as (laughs) you turn around. (laughs) Ten bucks.
0: That was good. The king's on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that, that was
2: great. That was great. Yeah, uh, and then it was interesting. They did a little
1: reference to last week's episode. With he says, Riley makes me smiley. Smiley Riley.
2: That's not a hard thing to think of. It's, I mean, that can exist on its own without being a reference. Yeah, I think.
1: well, that's why I was like, I thought that it, they were acting as though it wasn't a reference, which for me made it odd because it was literally last week they did the same joke. So yeah. I, it was a little weird. That was a little odd to me, but I didn't really care.
2: I think uh, that exists on its own. Yeah.
1: Alright, so then we get to the getting ready. We have, you know, Augie and Corey getting ready, and Riley and Topanga. And uh, what do you think of all this?
2: What do you think about all this, man? <laughs> how, about, how about I flip the tables on man? Oh. What do you think of all this?
1: <laughs> well, I, uh, I enjoyed both of them. Uh, I think that the uh, Augie tying the tie all funny was just like a funny little gag. How do I, I
0: look I, like a shoe? Yeah, I like that, love yeah. shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good. I I, I specifically really liked the uh, Riley Topanga scene though.
0: Yeah, it was very normal. It like for a mom and a daughter to be close in like the friendship kind of way that they are. It was very
2: normal and funny scene. Yeah, I I for one believed it, and that's yeah. a good sign.
1: Yeah, and I guess I really loved a lot of the I think a lot of the dialogue in this episode was really good, and that the you know uh, Rowan did a great job performing it like I really like the um... <laughs> maybe Caitlin should say these lines
2: <laughs> <laughs> the boom and the bam and the you know
1: yeah you know <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. when am I gonna look wow <laughs> yeah no man there's a there's a lot of like mature references in this
2: episode you know it's, not, it's not exactly mature it's just not sterile
1: yeah
0: yeah, it's just not dumbed down. Yeah, yeah. I think
2: that the, one of the biggest problems is the worst Girl Meets World episodes have come across dumbed down and very much sterile to the point where they lose all the substance. And I think where this one soars is because it doesn't sterilize and it has that meat to it. That mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not mature, it's just, it's just is, you know, it just is. Yeah. And, and if we have sterile. any
0: 12-year-old girls listening you don't have to look wow yet <laughs> I don't think she
2: does look wow she just doesn't you know
0: <laughs> you don't have to look you know
2: oh boy which reminds me of the uh, wake up little Cory so have you ever you, you know, know. <laughs> I wonder if that was a reference it could have been it could have been there's a lot I, of subtle things in Yeah story. I don't
1: even know That I'd say as a reference It's just, it's just a, a showing of That's their kind of humor You know Yeah, yeah. It's a it's
2: heritage of the show
1: Yeah um, So then we get back To the living room you, you were talking about how they have these like weird lines that then end up making more sense later because Auggie's like, "Don't go into my room until I tell you," and I was like, "What?"
2: And... Yeah, I was
0: really confused. I thought it was like until he wants you to tuck him in. Like I thought it was one of those power play things again. Yeah. I thought
2: he was gonna run away out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought that they were sort
1: of like building up to he had never seen his room before. Yeah, then... you know, I was. I was wondering two,
2: that too. When, when they said that, I was like, "Wait a minute! This is like those writers' tweets where it's like we'll get a new set." But I'm like, wait a minute, we have already saw his room It's not even like But we hadn't
0: ever seen Riley in his room So maybe it was like, Riley's like, wow, I've
2: never been here before No, I think that was just You know, it just was what it was I,
1: I do think it's funny that Topanga Has to get ready in Riley's room Because Topanga doesn't have a room for her own right now (laughs) <laughs> but
2: um, the set is expanding.
1: Well, actually, where was the We're mirror? We're not getting their
0: set this season.
1: Where was the mirror? Was the mirror just like in an empty space that we like didn't really see the rest of the room, or
0: no? That was in the living room.
1: Where did the mirror yeah. come from? That was over. It felt like the that room.
0: was over by the little
1: bench by the window in the living room. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: To me, I'll have to go back and look, because to me, like, whether it was or not, it felt like she was in her bedroom.
1: Well, obviously, she's looking at herself in a full-length mirror. Who has one of those in their living room?
2: Me? Me. (laughs) Do you really? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I have one in my bedroom, though.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one thing that I really thought was really great in this episode, actually, was. And it's weird to say this, but it felt like Rowan was being Rowan, and a lot of it, like, they gave her lines that she would actually say so it like felt natural like the, the hipster joke about the sushi as like rowan yeah. would make
2: that joke and so i i kind of like that no that's awesome because that's why boy meets world was successful because the actors just they just ran with it mm-hmm. and they made it their own and so that's what girl meets world really needs to do that is let it be its own thing let the actors do their thing play their strengths and let it happen and so that's great yeah, yeah.
1: totally agree I love that whole interaction with the sushi and then the play and the 80-year-old man and jazz. Uh, I thought that was all fun. Yeah. Sounded like a
0: Dave Keith and I would go off. Are we 80? Are we hipsters? Are we 80-year-old hipsters? They
1: want you to take the role. <laughs> so what, I love the egg lesson. I was a really big fan of it. <gasps> I, yes, I was
2: like, so at about halfway through, I'm like, I know what's gonna happen, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm that's okay with me because I like it. Yeah, me yeah, too. I don't...
0: I especially like that Topega hesitated.
2: Yeah. Actually, the one thing I didn't like is actually that she hesitated. I wanted her to be, like, really cruel about it.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> well, see, I, I liked it because, like you, I had realized that she was, was going to do, so I was waiting for her to do it, and then the fact that, like, oh, she hesitated, I feel I, so, like it wasn't as obvious, but, like, I don't know, it, it worked for me. Yeah.
2: I loved also Riley's little, you know, personifications <laughs> of the egg. Yeah. Was it Amanda McScrambleface? McS- face? Yeah. <laughs> she loved... makes
0: friends really easily. Yeah, She's yeah. a good egg.
2: We're going backpacking in Europe eventually. Oh. Yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot of great little... Like, it, like it, what succeeded about it is it felt, whether it probably wasn't, mm. but it felt improvised, and it felt improvised by the character.
1: Yeah.
2: And that was hugely successful. In that context
1: I liked that they sort of I don't know if I want to call it meta but like the reference about like he's like oh I've seen this one before and they're like oh but there's a twist I guess that like so many shows do like take care of an egg storyline yeah. Uh, yeah I thought that was, it was interesting.
2: subversive and that's what
1: made it did feel... Boy Meets World do it I don't think so no but like every other sitcom in existence did yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly
0: yeah and um, this is an egg you've known for one minute we're giving you our child. Everybody loves him. Don't drop him.
2: <laughs> well, actually, I like that I, when, he, when she grabbed him like, you're my real brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I just think this is a good point to sort of throw in some risky business stuff because I think that it sort of connects to that lesson. Right. Everybody's dying over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> risky
2: business. Yep. Yeah. Corey learns to value the life of his little sister because he didn't before. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a it's sort of about responsibility and you know what risks to take and knowing that you know people's lives cannot be gambled with. So it's it's sort of <laughs> sort of fun seeing him hand
2: down. Why does that
0: lesson have to be keep
1: taught?
2: taught all the time? <laughs> it also Why teaches, do we
0: have to keep teaching that lesson?
2: It also teaches it says if you're in middle school and you come into a small fortune, a great option. Is blessing the ponies <laughs>
1: Okay Moving to the kitchen scene <laughs> Okay I, Did you enjoy the PB&J
2: PJ&P thing? I did yeah It was I mean it wasn't like I graced over it mm-hmm. I wasn't like Oh it's the best ever But was, I had nothing wrong with yeah, it Yeah me it. too
1: so then we have What Up Weirdos, as we started the podcast with. I enjoy the little slight changes to whatever Maya says whenever she comes upstairs.
0: In the intercom, yeah. I yeah. feel
2: like we haven't had that. Have we not had that in a while? No, it's been a while. Nice to have it back. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So then we get to the introduction. I believe it was called Red Planet Diaries. Yes. i
2: <laughs> Love this part. Drive
0: Planet Diaries. <laughs> oh my god. We need to start it. That's gonna be our side YouTube channel <laughs> diaries. This,
2: what I liked about this is it matched the absurdity of Stumpy's Revenge, but gave mm. it that sort of like twelve year old girl flair. Yeah. So if the twelve year old boys are watching Stumpy's Revenge, it's like and it has the dialogue like I'm gonna blow your head up. <laughs> You know, buxom blonde in the shower.
0: <laughs> oh, Stumpy, my head. Ah.
2: So the opposite of that would be to so the girls watching, oh, Mary, you know, be like, yeah. we're on the planet and this is a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, no, the other I thing love is... You
1: take me away with
2: you in your spaceship. <laughs> <sister.
1: laughs> I mean, it also, knowing that the two of them love, like... Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars, it was another moment of, like, I feel like I'm just walking
2: them a little bit. Yeah, I love their, like, singing the theme song. You could see, like, they were, like, holding in, like, just barely not cracking. Yeah. Up.
0: And, like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even, like, great singing either, <laughs> even though they're both singers.
1: Yeah, no, it was really great. Yeah. And Blarg and his two
2: heads and the love affair. thought that you were gonna hate that because you're against that whole, like, dropping in, them giving, uh, showing off their natural talents as actors.
1: Oh, As uh, singers. But it wasn't yeah. really like, again, like Caitlin was saying, they weren't singing that beautifully or anything. Right,
2: that's what I liked about it because it was very, yeah. it felt real. I believed it. Yeah, me too.
1: It's also interesting. It's that I, they just did a live in Maddie episode that's very has a very similar thing. I think they like poking fun at other shows. But yeah, so then we have Aki being a sad pirate alone in his room because nobody loves him. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Because middle schoolers don't look <laughs> the lives of others.
2: As per usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can say that about
0: middle schoolers. Yeah, I, think I was lot. probably like that in middle school.
1: Yeah, I'm still like that. I don't care about anybody besides myself. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I-, I think that's right. I can attest to that, everybody.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I did like yep. that moment for Augie, sort of the dramatic him being upset and you know tearing down the thing. And I will say, like, the one little piece that I was w- wishing for a little bit more was that the drama could be kicked up to maybe a tiny bit higher level, like a little bit not as easily saved in like half a second. Thing. What would
2: you do to achieve that? I, I
1: don't know, it's just like think about how much more dramatic risky business is with him thinking that he lost Morgan. Like maybe if Augie left the house.
2: Yeah, uh, if he maybe if he was sitting out on the fire escape for a couple minutes just trying to like escape.
1: Yeah i i I'm not saying like every episode has to be like super dramatic. I think this is a really great comedic episode, but like it would it was like that little thing that I was hoping for that like like they because like because I did think it was really interesting having you know him feel jealous of Maya, I had never even thought about that, and it makes total sense, and I just kind of wanted them to delve into it a little bit more deeper
2: yeah i i I get that I, at the same time they got it to a point where I can say, yes, she could have gone a little further but it's in a happy zone. Mm. I'm not hugely disappointed by where they got that drama. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's get to the subway. Subway. All right. So, getting to the subway because uh, they don't have many other sets, so Corey and Dapenga have to spend their anniversary there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this whole thing? The no horsies. I, I liked the naniversary thing. That was okay
0: <laughs> for me. What I thought was interesting, though, is when he was talking to the conductor,
3: mm. though. Yeah. He's
0: like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and like, Saluted him, but like I couldn't understand what the conductor was saying, and it almost felt like a How I Met Your Mother reference. That was
2: the point. It yeah. was the point. Yeah, you promised me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In this scene, we get one of those cameo appearances that we have, like the Close Leachman, the you know the bakery owner. We have Herbie Hancock as Catfish Willis Slim.
0: The guy playing the keytar, since they never called him
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> that. They just obviously credited him somewhere. The problem with that is, with these weird cameos is, who is it for? Is it I for children? Know. Because they don't know who these people are.
0: Is it for us? Because we don't know who it is.
2: <laughs> is it for the parents? Because I think a lot less parents are watching Girl Meets World than would be watching Boy Meets World.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think some are... parents are, but even the... I think the parents that are are the ones that are like in their mid-20s. Not yeah. like their fif not the forty-year-olds. Like it's funny because I even talked to my parents who were in their mid-fifties about it, and I was like, "Oh, do you know who Herbie Hancock is?" And they, they immediately did know. But then I was like, "So if you saw him," In a TV show, would you be able to tell that it was Herbie Hancock? And they're like, definitely not. We have no idea what he looks like. Uh, <laughs> so maybe
0: you would have been able to tell by the music.
1: Maybe I don't know. It's the same thing. Like I, I've I've heard of Cloris Leachman before, but I didn't really like know her well yeah. enough to be able to tell. Oh, that's Cloris Leachman. It is. It's odd. And like, the thing is, like, I, it was obvious that it was somebody important based on like the way they were interacting with him. It, this was one of the weakest parts of the episode for me, though, because even if even if I knew who it was, the fact that they, like, put such a boat, like, they, like, made, like, a big deal out of it, like... It was irrelevant. Yeah, I, well, it's like, you think about, like, when the monkeys were on Boy Meets World, they didn't, like, make that much of a, like, oh, let me say this obvious thing to you, blah! Like, it's... it was.
2: Yeah. the other thing is what I want to talk about is, with Boy Meets World and they had the monkeys on, there's somebody that the parents watching the show would instantly recognize. Mm-hmm. And I would say even some of the kids would recognize, because, you know... Yeah. Davey Jones was on Scooby-Doo a bunch of times. The monkeys were like...
0: Because that's how you're going to recognize his face. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: they were animated pretty veristically. Veristically? <laughs> yes, that's a word. Look it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's And also just the fact that it was on ABC and that it, it was geared towards families more. But, I mean, I don't have, like, a huge issue with it. It just was one of the weaker parts of the episode for me. Yeah. Moving on to the living room, back to uh, Augie comes in and he turns off the show.
0: We're never gonna know how they're gonna be able to live together with two heads.
1: <laughs> yep. American Horror Story over here.
0: Yeah, that's also <laughs> one thing that I was thinking about too. <laughs> Pretty sure next season's aliens.
1: Oh. So Maya calls him a runt. I
2: know what I liked when he called uh, her a runt back. Yeah. Because yeah, she's was...
1: not that tall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I so he's like I'm gonna throw out the window. I I really enjoyed when he goes I will do it. I will do it, lady. I thought that was a funny line Anything else you want to say about that or Can you move on
2: No I mean it was believable to Where it had to be So yeah. I liked it
0: No I thought it was funny That he came out with his sword I thought he was going to like Attack
1: them Especially after last week Throwing the pillows at guy, I could totally have seen that uh, At first
2: I thought he was actually About to throw a sword out the window And then I was confused And I realized it was the remote
1: Yeah so then we get to the subway scene that I have a little bit more issues with. So I'm going to say I'm not going to go a hu- super big deal about this. So yeah. Dan
0: has this labeled as awful subway
1: <laughs> it's just It's just the only scene that I really didn't like. The whole rest of the episode I really liked, but I was not a fan of uh, the way they used the flashbacks once again.
0: I was disappointed because I thought these were going to be the flashbacks that were like new things that we never saw before after like the finale of Boy Meets World. Yeah. Like I thought these were going to be in the lives of them as like new parents or things like that
2: as far as flashbacks go in general mm-hmm. the way I feel about it is as a Boy Meets World fan watching the show, when they make a reference, as specifically as they did before they did the flashbacks mm-hmm. to us, we obviously don't need it, yeah. we know exactly what we're talking about, we don't need the visual
1: Yeah.
2: to the Girl Meets World fan who has never seen it and then gets these flashbacks out of context yeah. I would say you also don't need it because the way it is portrayed you are really not gaining anything from it because when they say it happened you believe it happened mm. you don't really need to see a weird editing thing that kind of distracts from the flow just to believe it happened because they say it you know it getting a visual out of context doesn't really help you with any understanding of the original show and to that end any sort of flashback moment they have to me is a wasted time mm. and B, you know, obviously it makes it feel cheesy.
1: Well, the thing is, once again, I think that they didn't handle it well because can you picture a scene where it's like a, I don't even know how they get to it, but just it, they don't need to say words. The problem is they keep saying words, just have them look at something or something, and then they just and they just cut. And have a nice little song or something and fade from thing to thing to thing that they're thinking about. And don't talk about it. like, Or, or talk about it over the image. They didn't need to say it and then cut to the image, say it, and then cut to the image.
2: To just... that end, I understand your frustration, film yeah. major. You want to <laughs> see some stuff happening. Yeah. But what I do, what I am happy about, about the flashback, is they were quick. Yeah. I don't want to waste time on it, so if they don't waste too much time... I'm going to let it go for the most part.
0: Yep. Also, I think part of it is they want the younger generation to sort of sh- be more intensely shipping Corey and Topanga. Mm.
2: But then they should just show it in this new universe.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
2: Don't don't have to, like, pad it. Yeah. Earn it. Earn it from its now. Yeah. So we get the Ring Pop proposal. Now, I did not like the actual will you marry me again because I absolutely loathe these scenes that happen all the time and these like ABC family-esque things yeah will you marry me again it's stupid don't that's not even romantic that's just dumb Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did like I I did like the ring pop well I
0: know what I'm not getting in the future (laughs) I,
2: I did like the actual ring pop part and I wish that that could have happened more melted made it feel more like a quick joke yeah and I would have liked that because I did like the ring pop. What was it, idea. blue
0: raspberry?
2: Yeah, my my
1: favorite part of the scene actually was when not was that he says it's our anniversary and we're weird. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah.
3: I,
2: I, but, so I did like that, but again, there was like elements of the scene that made it feel weird, like the parents, like the mm. kid looking up at the yeah. parents, the parents looking down, that whole thing. That was really weird and awkward, and it made it feel like Corey was like a really creepy guy.
1: (laughs) I I have to say, okay, I don't want to be too negative. I'm only going to be negative about this scene. The rest of it I think is really good. Is that I feel like this scene was incredibly staged, and I felt like they they say the line about, like, oh, who needs to play where we're in our own play. It felt like they were like actual parents trying to put on a play. Like, and I, I mean, that's how it felt. Theater. Yeah, it's like, oh, first we'll do this, then we'll go over to this part. It also, the set was part of the problem for me. Was like, it it's like a very limited set, so it's like, oh, let's go over here and do this. Then we're gonna go over here and do this. And it, like, it was, I don't know.
2: Right, the location was really all about not them moving, but the people around them. You know, either clearing out, and then like it becomes like the kid with the horse and the parents they come into sort of this like focus and then everyone else is not in that area yeah. so they come over there even though they were already just like right there yeah
1: actually you know what would have made a lot more sense is having it trapped on the subway car uh, so it's oh, a reference oh and then it would have been like
0: the new year's yeah. episode
1: so that's a reference they're like oh we can't do anything special for anniversary then they go up and down the car and they find things to you know, or like, or also let, let it be a little bit more dramatic before you do all these silly things. Let okay. let Topanga be upset that their plans aren't working out, and then Cory like saves the day by finding all these little things. Though...
0: I I would like it to be the reverse actually, considering it would make it would make more sense with the characters if Cory was the one upset.
1: Yeah,
2: okay. since he was
0: the one getting
1: upset.
2: Yeah, though I did like the end of the scene. I like that you want to go home and spy on the kids.
1: Yeah, I love that, too. And
2: I love it, and it, it was great, and I like how that goes, <laughs> but now I have to blow my nose.
1: <laughs> so they decide to spy on them, which I thought was really fun, so we have the mature adults sneaking inside their we're own ground. house. Oh, yeah, because we <laughs> were adults,
2: and they, like, they started crawling on the ground. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, that was really funny. Uh, th- that This is the part of them being, like, new parents that I do really enjoy. Because I know last week with Nari, I was talking about, like, oh, they don't know how to discipline their kids or whatever, but I do enjoy this aspect. Because, like, you wouldn't see Alan and Amy doing this, but it's really fun. Right. Yeah.
2: This is the kind of stuff that they need to let happen and not worry about the other weird... the other obstacles that they face being new parents that kind of feel fake contrived, or just unplanned to watch.
1: Yeah. So Augie's like, oh Maya isn't my buddy. You and you Maya and Riley are sisters now. You're not my sister, and then he leaves. Ray. Ray. <laughs> and so he goes into his room, and his parents are there.
0: <laughs> it was really funny because,
1: see, like, are, am I dreaming? <laughs> he goes, are you home? <laughs> Which is really funny <laughs> to me. Oh yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it.
2: Did Corey say hello? Like hello? Because if not, I think he should have. I can't remember. (laughs) Hello.
1: So then we have the brother thing we mentioned earlier. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's one examples of they say something and they like it feels like almost complete. And they have like, you know, if this doesn't work out, will you make me a brother? And they get to that whole exchange with Japan and Corey. Brother?
0: Yeah, we'll have you a
1: brother.
2: It was funny, and it was. I think I like having that two part, you know, build. Yeah. It, it's worth it to me it's worth it
1: build to that yeah. yeah no it's good no yeah I really enjoyed that stuff so then we get to the bay window and I actually this reminds me that I actually really enjoyed how Farkle was used in this episode too
2: in regards to that mm-hmm. when he first appears I'm like why yeah <laughs> why Farkle why <laughs> because it, it is like you were saying about not needing Lucas and they're saying oh why why have Farkle Yeah. And then they, they come back with this joke about, you know, when we're not at school, I feel like I'm not in the story. yeah And I like that and that's funny, but at the same time that they also did put him in the story for no reason. yeah at first, first I know, I felt that at first. Yeah. And then, actually, does he come... He comes, he back, comes back,
0: back later at the, end. Yeah. At the very Let's, end. i
2: will just mention it now, though. Yeah. And, but when he comes back later to give the, the bracelet mm-hmm. to Topanga, to me, that was the point that said, okay, I get it. You know, it was earned. It was worth it because he was, you know, conscripted—not conscripted, enlisted. Enlisted. <laughs> he was enlisted by Corey. Obviously, he forgot it or just wanted to stage this theatrical presentation. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked it, and uh, it was worth it yep. for him to come back. In and finger
0: same... gave him his little kiss that he fainted at. In, in
2: the same way that the actual bracelet itself referred to in the subway scene that Dan hates so much <laughs> well, he's like he mentions something about like oh what about that bracelet in my pocket that you always wanted yeah yeah he goes really he goes no <laughs> and so but I got
1: you a ring pop yeah so that's so it's a, almost that, like what if he gets it's like almost implies maybe he completely forgot about it and then like called up Farkle and had him go pick it up or something
2: yeah it's ambiguous but <laughs> yeah. it's fun it's either that or it was a planned thing or if you got yeah. he already had it at yeah. the house he forgot it and he had him help yeah, but I, I like that structure. Yeah. I like that element of the episode, you know, because it it makes it these jokes funnier when they happen.
1: I, I definitely agree. Yeah.
2: Because I, at first I was like uh, why? And then I was like, okay, I I believe it.
1: Yeah. And I thought there was some good humor even in the bay window scene. I enjoyed the uh, Farkle goes alone at last, and then Maya's like, yes, you are, and she just walks off. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but actually we've. <laughs>
0: Trying to turn what uh, what Riley was saying about Augie like into she was talking about him.
2: Yeah, I thought that, was to funny. Me, that was like it. It was the really obvious choice. Yeah, of course he's gonna do that. I don't that any show does that. Any show is doing that. I didn't really like that part of him, and was, which is why I was starting to question why he was in the episode. Mm-hmm. That was definitely the weakest point of his appearance, but.
1: It was alright overall. We did skip over one thing that I actually really enjoyed, which is at the beginning of the bay window scene, Maya's opening up her laptop, and uh, uh-huh. Riley is like, "We can't, we'll never find out what happened." And she's like, "Gee, if only there's something existed where we could type in a few words."
2: And it's the I, her... yes, I love that because it was that felt so... like an
1: interaction between you and me. Dan. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so believable and so relatable. Yeah, and was, and
1: her delivery was fantastic.
2: It was yes, it was. That fantastic. actually was
1: like one of my favorite Sabrina Carpenter moments in recent. I agree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, then... It's not we... the same. <laughs> what? The, the, that's what Riley said when my,
2: uh, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: was suggesting
0: it, which yeah. I, I feel her on a spiritual level
2: <laughs> there. Uh, speaking of Sabrina Carpenter, worth mentioning is that she was in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade. Yes. Though, on the channel we were watching, we did not see her perform. We looked up on YouTube. And she was
0: on, she was on a pirate
1: ship. Yeah,
2: hilarious coincidence there. <laughs> coincidence? <laughs> that's I I
1: think not. No, that was really fun. Did you see on
2: my TV her singing, or
1: I saw it on uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, then Riley just brings Augie into his room, and we have this big pirate thing happening. Thanks to Demolition. The pirate redemption. Yep. The pirate redemption.
2: How did you do this?
0: Demolition is open late, and I don't have a curfew.
1: (laughs) And I really loved Maya as the pirate. It was hilarious.
2: Yes. I think they called her blonde beard, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that so was really I, I
2: love the scene. I did like it. But it kind of goes back to the things we were talking about. I know I wasn't in the podcast, but we talked about outside of it. Yeah. The sort of, the wish fulfillment aspects mm-hmm. of, like, there being a horse. This, like, the increasingly surreal moments, like, there being a horse at all, there being this unlimited budget and all this props. Mm-hmm. And I know... they can't get a new set. Right. So it is... No, I'm talking talking about in the universe of the show. I know. Uh, The fact... It's obviously nice to have them do that, and it makes it less homey. It it is distinctively not Boy Meets World. Mm. Yeah. It's
1: funny. I didn't really think about it that much with that, but I think because I was just thinking, like, I remember, like... Ba- like being babysat and actually like doing very similar things it's just that you pre-exist
2: budget though yeah
1: it, it would have been i agree it would have i mean they have the little it's less surreal than usual because they throw in the demolition line but they still it would have been more fun if they made if they made the pirate thing themselves right. it was a like- bit, yeah. everything
2: was a little bit too color coordinated like interior decorated yeah like you got these nice like ornamental like handkerchiefs hung up like you know even augie had that yeah and then they got this like know, very proppy, you know, Hollywood stuff. Yeah. And they could have still done the same with blankets and rope and, you know, chairs.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do think that, like, th- like, Tuck is like her using her hair as the beard is a nice little realistic Tuck.
2: Oh, yeah, I but, like that uh, a lot.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, like, I remember doing things like, you know, having, like, a huge pillow fight when I was babysitting or, like, getting the, like, air guitar out or things like that. <laughs> like, I just go... Co- getting the air. <laughs> I got
2: it out. So I have two separate interpretations. A is I'm like, there's a specific space where you keep your air guitar. (laughs) You have to go to that that location and get it out. You need to go get it. Get it out, and then you can air guitar as much as you want. Or I'm thinking, like, it's like the expression, oh, you're getting it out of your system. You're really going at it. I'm getting my air guitar out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm working hard at it. It's
1: all a little bit of both. Yep. I do think it would have been nice if it had been like, oh, like, they use their imaginations to do it. Like, it's he's like, oh, the floor is lava. Do this, do that. And then they're, like, playing in the imaginary space. But yeah, it didn't bother not me. Not once
0: when I babysat did I turn the house into a pirate ship. <laughs> uh, and now I feel like a low-budget babysitter, <laughs> Probably because she didn't pay me enough.
1: Yeah. Hopefully more than $5 Hopefully. an hour. So I actually, this is one of my, the first uh, tags of an episode that I really enjoyed. Uh, with oh, the, yeah, with the scrambled egg family. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say there other than it was funny. <laughs> but um... that
0: mama scramble face, she used to look
1: wow. <laughs> Mixed <Mick> scramble face.
0: Mixed scramble face. She looked. You. She used to look wow. <laughs> pancakes. I like that everyone went to pancakes.
2: Yeah. I do fun. feel sad for the eggs? <laughs>
1: I do. Wa-
2: I mean, for the fact that there's wasted food <laughs> yeah, and for yeah, yeah. them so lovingly.
1: <laughs> this is true. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have killed the first one. I know. You <laughs> got you guys, come up and. This is an egg that you've known for one minute.
2: <laughs> I like the fact that they're learning a lesson through the egg, and then sort of like, getting this weird whiplash consequence <laughs> <laughs> from the lesson that makes it like it's so non-functional and just becomes its own weird little cultural thing. <laughs> show yeah,
1: totally. All right, mail time. Mail time. Mail time.
0: Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Whoa. Mail
2: time. Mail, here. time. mail time.
0: So may I see my shoes? Says. Like that, we finally had interactions between Augie and the girls. It was hilarious. We need more of those interactions.
2: I agree. I do
1: so too. do I. Yeah, I totally agree. I I thought that I really I never thought about the Maya Augie implication, but it to- made total sense, and I was a big fan of that.
2: Now, the problem is, if they play up this sort of jealousy, mm. it's going to be problematic because they learn this lesson. And it's going to be this, how many times do we have to learn the same lesson? Yeah. Like, you can definitely revisit it because, obviously, kids are fickle and everything. Yeah. But you're going to have to do it a little bit more gently for it to feel real. Yeah,
1: it
0: can't be the next episode
1: either. I agree. So then getting into at stickle 24 he said, I thought it was one of the best. I liked That there was more mature jokes. The flashback seemed a bit forced, but worked for me.
0: Yeah.
2: Again, I agree. Oh,
0: our our, uh, tweeters... Tweeters? (laughs) tweeters, Followers? Our tweeters are on point today. Deal with
1: it. Uh, Keith, you want to read Smog Dude?
2: At Smog Dude... (laughs) writes in on this lovely fall evening... I can't even count how moments I laughed out loud at... And there were an equally abundant amount of nice moments too.
1: Yeah, did you guys have a lot of laugh out loud moments? We did. Yes. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a very great comedic episode. They did a great job. So then Ash Nikki1Kendra says, uh, giving a little bit of a different point of view here. Um, that she says the flashbacks felt very forced, and the show is trying too hard to live up to the hype of Boy Meets World. So I mean, I sort of agree, but it didn't affect the episode, my opinion of the episode, very strongly because it was, like, a small
2: thing. I I know, I obviously had my little rant about flashbacks before. Definitely forced, definitely, I think, in general, the idea, especially in a show like this, it needs to drop it and let it live on its own entity. Mm. Though I am glad, as forced and weird as they were, like, I really hated that. Oh, look at that couple over there! Yeah. wonder if they ever whoa, let's show it. <laughs> you know.
1: I, I have a question, actually. What? How would you feel about it if they put a filter on the old footage? Really mad. Really? Okay. Why? Why is that necessary? Well, no, let, let me say why. I, I, it's because I think that visually it just does not fit well with the current stuff at all. And so maybe if they made it more stylized, it would make more sense. I don't know. You
2: can only get worse in that degree.
0: I mean, the fact that it's just so different makes it a filter. Right, because it's
2: a lower quality, probably analog film. Yeah. They use what they have to the best of their ability, maybe. (laughs) But to start doing really cheesy tropes like that, is disgusting. Okay. <laughs> it's literally disgusting. You want
0: Dream Sequence harp music to play right before the flashback to <laughs> Dan? If they that, did, was...
1: that's, that, that could be
2: really funny if they did it right. Right. But that would be, yeah. well, that would be doing it subversively which these are uh, 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 that's not at all the intention yeah. of these moments.
1: I think they should. I think if they do anymore it should be that kind of thing. It With
2: be. Corey
0: yeah, and Sean I'd like it. Yeah,
1: entirely
2: yeah. subversive maybe. I, I yeah, really
1: actually, if they went to a good. montage of Corey and Sean next week that w- I think they could be really funny.
0: Like sitting on the couch together and they're looking off into space dreamily.
1: Yeah, that could be. I think even like as a tag, it's like at the end they're just so happy to be back together and they think back to all the happy
2: times.
0: And they think back to the zoo episode.
2: (laughs) Before we lose this thread, I will uh, pose the question: All the flashbacks we have on Girl Meets World have been actual stock footage. Yes. On Boy Meets World, they've had many a flashback to film footage that didn't exist, so they got different actors.
1: Many. A few. I I guess remember the zoo one. What else?
2: I forget. (laughs) (laughs) One, maybe two. Yeah. But (laughs) so, but do you think they will ever, or should they ever, do the same? Hire different actors to portray either the current child cast at a younger age or the current adult cast at a younger age or an intermediate age. Definitely not the
1: adults, maybe the kids.
0: See, if they're going to do the adults, I'd rather them just try to young them up a little because we know what they looked like when they were younger. You can't just get an entire different person, especially because Daniel Fishel just looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryder Strong does. His beard just grew in better. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that would be interesting, but I would wa- I would wait a couple seasons for you to do with the current child cast.
1: Yeah, actually, that would be a really good idea. If they let them get older, then it's easier to get a younger one that could fit it a little bit better.
2: So do you ever want to see Riley at
1: five?
0: I think it could be good.
1: <sighs> yeah, if if done well. I'd be nervous about it, but if done well, it, it could be good.
2: It's a nice way to fill in some of the holes, maybe, with them first starting out. I'll maybe see them struggling, mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah. I think it would be interesting to see how Corey got his first teaching job, maybe.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh,
1: he's got a connection <laughs> <laughs> to the president, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's in our last episode. We said oh, she needs to be president. No! <laughs> yeah. Sorry, listeners. No! A, lot of, a
0: lot of stuff
2: lost. Yeah. In this it was such a good episode. Titanic of
1: an episode. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to end out with a very nice tweet we got from at Criminerd... Which I enjoyed um, They said uh, I've been sick in bed for three days And I thought it would be a good idea To listen to all of your podcasts back to back I was right Aww. <laughs> So that was like an awesome tweet to get I oh, hope you feel better,
3: better What? Oh shucks <laughs> Thanks
1: yeah. No that's really nice Alright, so before we end out, I had a few uh, things the writers have been saying recently. I thought we could maybe throw in a few thoughts about... Um... Some more of
2: their dirty lies, Dan. <laughs> dirty, dirty lies.
1: Michael Jacobs, we're on, too. <laughs> so the first one I is... That what's you running that Twitter...
0: <laughs>
1: so the first point I have is that the big announcement they've been hyping up for like I feel like it's been months now I don't even remember I feel like it was September they first mentioned it the big announcement is coming Wednesday, um I hope it lives up I don't it can't possibly live up to three months of hype it probably it's probably I
0: think Eric. was the first hiatus
1: yeah I, I it's I am pretty sure I mean it makes sense that it would be Eric or maybe Feeny coming back as a regular or something but. The way they're, like, hyping it up doesn't make a lot of sense. If you just randomly one day announced it, it would be, like, really exciting. But now I have, like, all this, like, anticipation, and I'm, it's not gonna... I don't know, but... Do you, what do you think? Do you think it'll be Eric? Do you think it'll be Feeny? Do you think maybe it'll be Sean <laughs> for from our, more from episodes, or what?
0: Well, considering that... Well, they've already said Sean's coming back for more episodes.
1: Yeah, but so it, to me it would be a big announcement if he was, like, a, a series regular next season. Yeah, but
0: I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah. Wilfred kind of lives his life as if Boy Meets World never ended, so I could believe him <laughs> coming on to Girl Meets World.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are saying that the fact that he joined Twitter sort of indicates to them that there's probably a reason for it.
2: It's because they're rebooting Batman and Beyond.
1: <laughs> I love <Ready>. <laughs> would love that. Ready.
2: Ready. They would make they would
1: make it freaking CGI now, and it would be terrible. But uh, yeah, no. So it would be cool to see Eric uh, Feeny. Would be great. If he was coming back, I would want it to be more than one episode. Like,
2: I'm really afraid for if they bring him back because I know it's going to be one episode and they're going to try to cram everything into this, like, emotion-filled, cameo, sappy, you know. Yeah for iFast. I yeah.
1: mean, that, that's part of why I'm a little nervous about next week's uh, Christmas episode. I'm, I'm super excited about seeing everybody, but we're getting four cameo people, and that's a lot of people for one episode.
0: The promos look promising, yeah, though. Yeah, the clips look pretty good. I'm yeah. excited for it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was very happy to hear that Lucas wouldn't be in it, because I was worried about how many people <laughs> were going to be around at once. No, Again, no issue with Lucas there, just as number of people-wise, it was getting a little nervous. Uh, And then another weird thing that they're doing is uh, Girl Meets Fish, which was a season one episode, is being moved to August, so in the middle of season two.
3: Why? Good choice. Uh,
1: So this is because of a big Disney promotional thing. Apparently it fits into it well, so they decide.
2: Fish? I have no idea what it is. Is it going to
1: be like for SeaWorld? Summer, Summer Fish Spectacular, I don't know. Oh,
2: when does Finding Dory no, come out? No, that comes
0: out in 2016. Oh. I, I I knew where you were going with
2: that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I don't... It's gonna be really weird, right? Because, like, the finale of season one is supposed to have, like, big changes and, like...
2: They're just gonna look different. That's gonna be the big problem. Yeah, it's
1: gonna be weird. I like, it's, it's funny, too, because, like, somebody asked them when they said that, someone asked them, so, like, they're like, so is it part of season two now? And they're like, I guess so. I, uh,
3: kinda.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Just go with it.
2: Don't ask questions. It, just happy smile face.
1: I think you should kind of just see it as like a bonus episode, <laughs> like the, the lost episode that appears in August. I think. Yeah. That's
0: what we're gonna release our lost. <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> Digitally
2: remastered.
1: And so then the other thing I want to mention, I, I can't even remember if we've talked about this. I don't we probably haven't. We probably only talked about it on the last episode. So the fact that they were supposed to we we're hearing that in the finale of season one that there are gonna be two kisses, four different people are involved, one is good, one is bad, and now they've said season one Maya is quote impressed by a kiss so what do you think damn about it
0: this? Damn it! we talked about this in the last episode damn yeah, it
1: yeah we definitely did yeah we did so someone brought up on twitter something I, we didn't, hadn't talked about about this actually which is that um, Ava and Augie are getting married in the finale so they could be one of the kisses
2: oh um, that's just not what I want so what you-
1: <laughs> well no but I think that could be interesting because if that was the good kiss then maybe the bad kiss is Riley and Lucas why
2: would that be the good
1: kiss? But because Maya's impressed
0: like... by a kiss. What if it's her and Joshua?
1: Or what if it's her and Lucas? What if it's her and Riley? <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if he sees Corian a kiss and he's really impressed?
0: Just like, dang, Mr.
1: Matthews, you still got it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, the reason I was saying... I
2: can actually see her saying that exact line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what I... I I'm still pulling for... The, Riley and Lucas have a kiss and it turns out bad and they don't end up dating. But,
2: and that, that sort of like spoiler, if you might call it that, yeah. kind of is nerve-wracking. Mm. Because there are so many ways that that can be supporting that things are going to happen which are just not going to be fun to watch. I mean, there obviously are options that, that could be good, but there are more options that they could steer right into something horrible.
1: Well, okay, let me ask you, how upset would you be if season one ended with a positive kiss between Riley and Lucas, and they're just like, oh, they're going to date now, and that's how we're starting season two?
2: I definitely would not be happy. Yeah. I don't know if I would be like, this is formally wrong. Yeah. But it's just boring. I'm going to be more upset if they're using this Augie-Ava thing either as if this is a good thing or if, this, if it's a this is bad thing because I think we're who are they trying to teach is bad to? That these random kids are just...
1: I, so the, the, the reason I thought that it was the Ava and Augie one was going to be the good thing is it's like, oh, it's good because it's just like cute and sweet and they were just being like kiki when they said one kiss would be good. It's just like getting our, <laughs> getting our goat.
0: What if it's like from Corey's perspective one is good and one is bad? Like, uh, oh, Augie's, like, just having a little kid kiss Whereas, like, Riley's at that dating age
1: Well, Maya has to Well, he doesn't have to be involved He just has to be impressed by That's the weird part of it So does that mean that he has a kiss Or he goes, like, impressed is a really funny word to use <laughs> maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe, like, she's impressed that Riley Maybe Riley initiates the kiss
1: Oh, he's impressed. Yeah, like, dang, Riles.
2: <laughs> Maybe Holland Oats are going to be the next cameo appearance. 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 You can't say appearance. No, I can't.
1: You can't say words.
2: Not on podcasts, anyways. <laughs> Why are you
1: trying to. What were you talking about Holland Oates for?
2: The song, Your Kiss, Your Kiss is on My List. Oh, yeah.
1: It's <laughs> a good song. We could use that in the podcast. Maybe. Uh huh. That one. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> what? All right, you need to sleep, so I'm going to end up the podcast. So if you want to be involved in our wonderful world of podcasting, you can check out our uh, Twitter, at GMW Podcast. Where can they email us?
0: They can email us at gmwpodcast.gmail.com.
1: Or check out our YouTube that we never update. Or... We're
2: sorry. <laughs> we should. We
1: should. We should we're... Okay, we'll definitely do something for Christmas, whether it's next week yeah. or around Christmas time. We'll do something. I'm
0: sorry. I was going to be a cheerleader this episode, but I need a root canal.
1: Cheerleaders aren't allowed to have root canals
2: that's not very cheerful Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> um, also check out our blog gmwpodcast.wordpress.com and please write us a review or send us a rating we haven't gotten a review in a long time on iTunes and we'd really appreciate very lonely. it lonely. yes lonely uh, thank you so much to everybody who sent in tweets this week very nice feedback so thank you for listening and as always dream try do good class, class dismissed. dismissed
0: Oh.